Hey everybody, welcome to a second look uh, at Wedding Filmmaking Podcast. I have my folders that just say a second look podcast. I kind of like that better instead of a second look at wedding filmmaking. But I guess you gotta sort of, you know, be on, uh, you know, let people know exactly what it is you're talking about. But I just kind of like a second look better. It's nice, shorter and sweeter. And my email says that. Uh, it's second look podcast at Gmail. Anyway, welcome to episode seven, where I'm gonna ramble about different stuff, nothing special. Just thought I'd talk a little bit in the mood about um, a couple things. Um, just kind of just talking, just rapping, me, you, you know, and a couple drinks in a bar kind of talk, right? I don't drink though, so. I'd have a big joint in my hand instead. So when we say cheers, my joint will be right where your beer is. Um, so, hey, that that's another that's a topic too. I actually so last weekend, I I worked a wedding for another company, and it was just a it's just to make some money. You know, I, I wasn't booked, so I was like, and they offered, hey, need a wedding, need a shooter for this wedding, and um, cool. 500 bucks for weekend or for Saturday sure so that I'm happy you know the, the guy's a good guy and um it's fun it was fun but just it just made me think instantly of uh drinking when I just said drinking that the uh other shooter that I was working with I never met him before I didn't know him you know I met him the day of you know it's just not the best case scenario for sure but it was just really interesting to me how confident, uh, that's not the word, how uh, unreserved, whatever, uh, unashamed, you know, un- <laughs> whatever the word is, to go get drinks. And, and it, was, it amazed me. I mean, dude was up there at the bar all night long. By the end of the night, he was drunk. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? It just—it really was amazing to me, and and he got drinks like before the ceremony. I mean, he was like, "I'm gonna go grab a drink real quick," and I—I I, I don't know. To me, that was like cr- crazy weird. He's like, "Oh yeah, the groomsmen are going to smoke weed too, man. I hear. It. So won't you, if you want to go smoke weed with them, do it, man." I'm like, "What are you talking about? No, like I would never even think about that stuff. I don't. This this thing." really bothers me about weddings and this fine weird line that of having fun at a wedding and working and being professional like to me it's a clear line other people seems to be kind of clouded by that line and to go and party and have fun is you just being a really cool vendor man you're just a cool hip vendor and just hanging out with the couple because you're cool with the couple you know, photographers do this a lot, and it's weird. It's just like, dude, no, you, you, like, stay professional, stay appropriate, don't do anything weird. And it, this was a shoot for another company, maybe. And he was like a younger guy that was kind of a douchey surfer, bro guy, kind of like whatever. So, you know, he he was maybe at a stage of his life where he just didn't give a shit as much and. That's fine, I guess, but dude, it was embarrassing for me though to be around it. 
I was just like cringed out, just like, oh man, I don't even want to be associated with. Because even someone came up to me and said something. Uh, I forget what it was, but and I, I was just and I and I had to unfortunately defend myself and say, oh yeah, no, I just met the guy today. We're working for another company, and um, you know, I don't know him, so I don't know. You know, I I <laughs> I am definitely not gonna be, you know hold any responsibility for his actions i don't even know the person so yeah i don't know if you plan on shooting for another company to make some money or if you're learning at the beginning cool that's great but just be careful that if that company hires another shooter whether it's a lead shooter or assistant or a second shooter just um just be professional really because i've ran into that three or four times in my past five six years of shooting is I'll show up on the day of. Oh, so this another aspect of this is I don't want to rag on this guy. He's a nice guy and everything, but he literally had tennis shoes on. He had rolled up like like pants like that are like surfer clam digger pants, but they were rolled up. He rolled them up to like his knees, and he had a t-shirt on backwards. I even told him like, "Oh, dude, your back, your shirt's on backwards." Like, I just make it a funny joke because, you know, this the, the the label or whatever was on his neck behind his back. <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, I know. I'm trying. To, yeah, no, I know." Like he purposely was doing it because it's cool. It was a cool, apparently a cool thing. Maybe I'm getting old, but I, I'm like, what the hell? Even if that's considered cool, being cool on a wedding isn't really the theme you should really be going for. <laughs> you should be kind of more of a professional uh you know looking as nice as possible but anyway yeah anyway if you work with other people like and it only confirms to me how happy i am having my company be a solo company and it really did make me feel better thinking about man i'm just i'm so glad that 98 percent of my wedding videography business or job is working alone and being alone well i have second shooters actually kind of a lot lately but 80 percent then i'll say it's me solo but if even if it's a, i have an assistant working for me in my company it's not as bad because it's i'm with them i'm there i'm telling them what to do i you know if they showed up in tennis shoes and a t-shirt backwards i'd be like well what are you doing go 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 home go find a button-up shirt <laughs> And I'm not even a jerk boss at all. I'm the coolest guy ever. But, man, I don't know how these other companies, like, deal with that. So, little rant there. And so I got stung by a bee twice on Saturday. <laughs> it was so weird. It was at this golf club. Get to the parking lot, and I hear, like, a weird noise when I get out of the car. And I look up in the trees. And I hear this hum, you know, like, but it sounds like electrical wires, you know, like high powered electrical wires just buzzing. (laughs) But I look up and each tree has 900,000 bees in it swarming around. I'm like, holy crap. And it was funny when I started flying the drone, all the bees started following it. It was weird. Anyway, like a couple hours later, the, the sun was harsh. So me and the photographer and the bridal party we go back to that parking lot to shoot uh, portraits. 
or family, you know, group photos, whatever you call them. And anyway, I'm sitting there filming, getting cheesy B-roll of them. You know, I didn't, you know, nothing special, but I, I didn't have anything else to do. But anyway, I, my, all of a sudden my ankle just like feels like a needle just hit it. And I hit it, I hit my ankle. And then I'm like, what is that? And I waited a second. And all of a sudden I felt ten times worse. Another like prick of my ankle, like a needle hitting it. And I hit it again because I don't know what was happening. And then all of a sudden I see this bee, one of those big fat bumblebees too. It wasn't just like a little bee. It was like one of those big fat mamas. Comes roll, it comes rolling out of my pants onto the ground. I get crawled up from my shoe inside my pants on my sock. And it stung me through my sock. Anyway, that sucked pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it hurt. It hurt a lot, actually. Um, It really stung really, 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 really bad for the first half hour. And then that pain went away. But then it followed by eight hours of the most throbbing pain, which was more annoying and chronic than it was the actual sting pain. Because all day I'm like limping because it was like this you know how something throbs when you you know hurt it or whatever the inflammation or whatever you can feel like your heartbeat going through it kind (laughs) of my leg is just throbbing and it hurt I survived anyway no biggie but didn't make the day any funner so I don't know I was just going to talk about random stuff today um I was kind of just thinking a lot of lately about referrals um and the way that people always like to butter each other up you know even on instagram or something we follow each other and it's all this shallow cliche not meaningful stuff because we're all just trying to promote each other and i get it i get i get the game but to me it's so exhausting and I'll admit I'm not the most studly, awesome guy ever about marketing myself, but I really have a problem with marketing, um, like on Facebook or Instagram or something, because I feel like so much of it is not authentic and genuine. I feel like it's this cliche photo and say, we had a blast at Alex and Susan's wedding. It was so amazing. And uh, the florists, you know, at Flowery Flower Incorporated was the best florist ever. And thanks to the planner of Blah Blah Planner Incorporated, and they were a great day, made such the day such a great day. It's just like, dude, oh my God, I don't care. I don't care at all. I feel like the couple doesn't care that much. But I feel like it's a lot of that is just this painful, cringy uh, self-promotion that I can't. I really struggle with. So if I'm trying to post stuff, I really trying to keep it meaningful. You know, if someone if someone does like a a gift exchange and she's crying or something, you know, I'll post a little clip of that and be like, "Now this is what it's all about," you know, <laughs> and then that's it. I don't even tag anybody, you know, because I just. If I'll, I kind of just live my life in a sense that if I was a couple looking for somebody, I feel like I would see right through those people that post constant, just BS posts, generic posts that's all this like platitudes of 
uh, it was such a great day and the ex photographer was were so good and yeah here's their link and I don't know it just seems cheesy but anyway and I say that because I say I don't market myself that well which I fully admit but I also don't market myself that much because I don't need to and take this for what it's worth but I've never once ever in my five plus years of doing wedding filmmaking have I ever once spent one penny on marketing I've never once been referred by a planner or a photographer I've never once gotten an email from Facebook I've never once gotten an email from Instagram never not once and I'm still doing just fine I'm kicking ass every year all year and I'm booking for next year actually like crazy and most of this is just people finding me through just genuine Google searches or or referrals I mean that's your best way to get clients you know someone referred you know me to them and um referred referred them to me yeah whatever <laughs> um but anyway all I'm saying is just try not to worry about being insanely extra n- nice to other vendors just in the selfish hopes that you're going to get a referral it's kind of wasted energy just um be genuinely nice and everything like that i've never had a problem with any vendor ever and it's great and i'm friends with some but that was my motivation at my first se- or second year was this i'm going to be super extra cheesy nice to all the vendors because i thought at first because i heard from other videographers and podcasts and facebook groups or whatever you know that oh you get you get in with this planner this photographer you're just gonna get referrals all over the place and i'm just saying from in my experience now it's like almost six years i've never gotten one single referral not one that says hey you know Susie, whatever photographer brought me to you she told me you're good i don't know why i'm very nice to people and um, we get along great. I'm friends with various photographers and, and planners. Um, but it's just not happening. Never has once happened. That's all I'm just saying is just uh, take it easy on that. Uh, the buttering up. <laughs> because I don't know. Just uh, It's not happening for me. And I, I think a huge part of that is each market might be different. You know, if you're in the Midwest or something, like a lot of that, you know, they, they're really into the cheesy social aspect of it all, and uh, that's fine, but I almost regret, not regret, how can you regret being polite, right? Like, being nice and someone enjoying you, spending time with you and talking with you, but, you know, my first, second year, even third year, I was... I was just really, really not normal friendly like I am now. It's fine to be normal friendly. I was just extra insane friendly. And I was giving them my card and just the stuff that kind of makes me cringe now to think back about it. So, 
that's what's going on with me about just trying to talk about that you guys definitely please don't worry about um this in the networking the networking thing i get how there's some value to some aspects of whatever but you can be insanely successful with your business and not uh, here here's here's you could literally not speak to a photographer a dj a planner you know uh, whoever a coordinator a florist whoever like the whole day you could just like smile do a friendly smile i'm not saying be rude but <laughs> just as a social experiment i would love to see that because that it's just it makes you just think you're not going to get anything anyway right so what's the point and i know it sounds negative but i had kind of point to that but <laughs> I don't know. I had a point to that and I lost it. Sorry. <laughs> um, what else? I don't know. I'm booking a lot for next year, which is really cool. And I'm starting to book. So I have a, my biggest package is um, 4K. So I thought I would throw in 4K, um, you know, as a little incentive to buy my biggest package. Um and surprisingly people are buying it and it's not because of the 4k definitely not it's just because i don't know i'm just getting lucky you know with people but wanting to book and be being you know interested in my stuff or whatever but i'm already kind of like nervous about it because next year i'll be shooting 4k kind of all year and i know some people just do 4k all the time anyway just for the quality or the you know the post production benefits but for me it's a big bottleneck in editing and I know you can edit in proxies but I've never done it and I did try it last week as an experiment and it didn't work I don't know why my uh, Adobe media encoder or whatever it's called was not um, t talking to Premiere and anyway, it didn't work, and I'm starting to worry about my workflow next year for with 4K. But I know it needs to be done, and I'm excited about the quality and everything. But normally, I'm just 1080 guy. But that's cool. Um, you know, I was gonna talk about money last episode. I mentioned talking about money for this episode, but I'm not gonna really go there. I don't think really. Um, I could dabble a little bit in it, but. I really want to kind of have that hashed out in my brain and have it even, uh, you know, stuff written down because it's important. But this one can be just more of a rant. I don't get how so many videographers are struggling with the money. And it's not that hard. And, and I just, I live a really frugal life and I know that that's, an advantage for me you know I'm, I really focus on like I mean constantly like there's hundreds of things that I do that the average person doesn't do to save a penny <laughs> and I know that that's awesome but you know just things like paying quarterly for taxes is, is insane or, or or people that suggest setting up a savings account specifically for your taxes I mean how 
how weak and, and how weak do you have to be to I don't I mean I, I sound so bad and I don't mean to but uh, do you really have that like lack of um, self-containment not to spend your money if it's in another savings account like you do really have to like hoard it in some corner of your universe that it's hard to get to otherwise you're going to spend it it's baffling to me and i've seen a lot of videographers talking about that they're just kick ass at weddings they make 12 grand a wedding or whatever and they're broke or they or they or they didn't even pay their taxes or they did some tax goof goof up um and it's really weird to me and i think so here's the point at least I'll go to now. I'll go into the f- financial specifics maybe on another episode. But here's something that's important. I'm trying not to be educational about it because that's not my point of my podcast. But one thing I've I've learned is running your own wedding videography business has the potential to run away with you and has the potential of spending insane amounts of money if you were like gullible enough to spend money and so my whole goal has always been about curbing what you're spending on and I should make a list about that um, because every day you can get you get an email like hey market with us or Hey, pay us extra money for SEO services or or hey, would you like, you know, blah 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 or of course buy all this gear and you know, this gear's great or um you you've got to buy this or you got to buy that. You know, I, I hate these paranoid videographers that cuz it just doesn't you know, uh, sorry. I just struggle because it's like everyone's so scared of everything and I don't mind risking some stuff to save money for instance like um well marketing I don't mind (laughs) I don't mind not spending two thousand dollars a year on marketing just for the chance of hoping that I'll get bookings because every year for five solid years now I haven't paid a penny to the knot or wedding wire or whoever and I still get 30 weddings a year no problem and all I'm doing is making sure I'm I'm on Yelp I'm on Google I'm doing the good SEO work on my website and you know, all the free stuff it's all you need and and and, and that obviously you're really cool with the couple and, and they like you and honestly just kick ass at your work if your work is awesome there's not much too much else work you need to do um but people are constantly living in paranoia about getting a business license or getting insurance on your gear i don't have any of that i don't need any of that i have you ever heard once ever someone say uh yeah, like you know, Grandma tripped on my tripod and broke her leg, 
and now I'm being sued for a million dollars. Like, whoa. N- never. Never, not once, ever. And so insurance is just a peace of mind thing. And I'm at peace of mind. I have peace of mind knowing that that's just pretty much never going to happen. <laughs> if it does, oh well, I'll deal with it. And I know that's risky, but in order to save $1,000 a year, <laughs> I'll I'll do it. Actually, I don't think it's 1000 a year. I think it's pretty cheap to have insurance, but I'm just kind of throwing examples out, but you know, I don't have insurance. Don't want to pay a penny for insurance. I'm just going to a wedding, bringing a couple cameras and a couple tripods. There's no that's it. That's all. There's nothing complicated here. And people have a tendency to just cr- create complexity when there is no need for complexity. I guess that's essentially my point. Um in every aspect of wedding shoot video wedding videography because there's just so many elements to it that seem complicated and complex and you need this and you need to hire a you know an expert on this and you need to hire an expert on that in order to get things done or whatever and you don't you don't like you don't like to you know if you ask let's say you get on facebook online and you ask a group or whatever you know hey um, here's a tax question, guys. What do you think I owe for taxes? Blah, 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 whatever. And all you're going to get is these scared, paranoid people that go, contact your local CPA. I suggest you contact your local CPA. It's kind of like a lawyer thing. Like if you talk about something in the contract, hey, is this good for the contract? Everyone just does this robotic reply of, contact a lawyer. I would contact a lawyer. <laughs> It's like, no, give good advice here. Just let's talk to each other. Stop being afraid of everything. Everything, everything's so fear-based, and they're paranoid. And it goes with music licensing too. Everyone's so scared, and it's like. Anyway, I mean, I buy licensed music, but my first two years I didn't, and I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't care at all. You know, I'd put the videos on YouTube and. Yeah, at the bottom of the description box or something said, hey, buy buy this song, buy this band. And it's like, okay, who cares? I'm not monetized. I mean, if you're going into the whole monetization thing with YouTube, cool. You know, you got to license your music. But everyone's always scared of being sued by not licensing their music. and Just stop it. Like, whoa. Don't worry about it. It's crazy that everyone's so freaked out about getting sued. It's, it, it bothers me that everyone, you know, that we live in a world where just all these tiny things end up being, you're going to sue me, I'm going to sue you, we're going to get sued. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I just tr- choose not to live in a paranoid life like that and make sure I'm being very cautious and safe with my gear and the things I do, but, um, I could maybe do a whole episode on that, maybe I should, it'd be interesting, um, just about all the different things that people get scared of, and they don't need to be, anyway, little ramble, um, don't have much else to say, I hurt my foot playing soccer, and, 
like I'm really nervous about it honestly because I've had this bad foot for since I was about 15 I broke it in high school when I was jumping over a lake and I landed on a rock like severe break of my foot and it healed I mean it took forever to heal it was the worst pain I've ever had but um it healed like in my 20s worked you know my foot was fine um and then when I was about 29 I started jogging a lot I broke up with a girlfriend and I was broken hearted over it or if I, I didn't break up she broke up with me she left me with some guy she met at her sister's wedding Thank, thanks thanks to weddings no just kidding no but I was I was I was just devastated just broke utterly broken hearted I lost like 50 pounds at least it was insane and my and my way of getting around it was to run and not eat <laughs> I'd be lucky if I'd have like two apples a day I just couldn't eat I just my I was just I couldn't eat and I would run every day. Anyway, I started running up and down these outside staircases. I was living in Spokane at the time. And I was running up and down these outside staircases, like downtown-ish. And it was like five stories of stairs. And it was great workout. I was running up and down them. But anyway, the way I, the way I was running up and down, I didn't realize that I was re-hurting my foot. And I ended up re-hurting my foot. And my foot has caused me problems ever since for 10 years. And um, it really sucks because I've been, my foot has felt pretty good for about six months. You know, pretty, pretty good. I mean, it always kind of hurts, but I could at least walk. You know, I can even, even, I even did a wedding, no problem, for 12 hours on Saturday. But I played soccer and that was a bad thing <laughs> about two days ago after playing soccer my foot for has been killing me for like three days I guess it was about three days ago and so sometimes when my foot I re-hurt my foot like this it doesn't go away for months 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 sometimes a year it hurts and I'm really bummed out because it's the beginning of wedding season and if my foot doesn't get better I'm gonna have a really hard summer a really hard one because when my foot's bad it's like I'm limping and I'm really hurting and I don't even know if I could pull off like a 12 hour wedding day um so I'm real nervous about that so that's some bad news for you a lot of bad news in this episode <laughs> either talking negatively about stuff or uh physically I feel beat up anyway but things are going great otherwise I booked two weddings this week um I booked one last, uh, or yeah, last week I booked one, but I had an inquiry. And so I'm not really a destination guy. I don't really want to travel. I'm a homebody, like severely, like almost to the point of, uh, you know, <laughs> having um, agoraphobia. Is that what it's called? Where you're afraid to leave your house? Like, I'm, you know, I kind of have anxieties about life out there in the world you know like so it's hard to deal with that um but anyway I got an email offer of someone that wants me to um travel to California and film a wedding on the beach 
at this like Vista place or whatever. I looked it up. I mean, it looks awesome. And I'm just like, oh, I'm really struggling and jealous that I people do this like a lot. And I can't, I can't do it. I, I just can't. I feel really bad. Uh, so I emailed her back and said the best I could, you know, I don't travel well. Sorry. And, you know, that's about me. It's not about her. Um, but I would love if you like my work and, you know, I can at least edit for you, um, footage that I would hire a shooter to come shoot your wedding, but I would be the one editing it. You know, they could send me the footage, that kind of thing, but I haven't heard back from her. So probably she probably just, she ghosted me as people say. And that, and that's fine. That's fine. I get it. But I'm bummed because those are fun potentials that could be really cool. But I just, the trauma of traveling <laughs> is, 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 doesn't even begin to make it worth it. Unless it's some $10,000 thing, which will never happen. So I'm not even worried about it. Anyway, yeah, so there's my destination story. That's all I've had. I've had weddings where I drive really far and cool like not that far but you know you know to states around me you know look nearby states but and even that's stressful for me but flying is a whole different ball game so I'm kind of bummed because she really loved my work and was willing to pay for travel fees and everything so oh well it's not my thing that's fine so I hope you guys are doing good and have a good um, summer. I hope you have awesome weddings booked and you're shooting and you're editing. And I'll tell you about some editing stories next episode. Forgot to tell you on this one. Um, but yeah, hope you're having a good summer and uh, you're shooting and learning something from this, even though my point isn't be educational maybe you're learning some stuff to listening to me just rant <laughs> but yeah hope you have a great summer if you want to email me um ask a question or something like that whatever my email is uh second look podcast at gmail.com that's second look podcast at gmail.com Alrighty, guys have a good week day month however long it's going to be till my next episode comes out Alrighty, take care. See ya. Bye.